What's going on, guys? Zane here with Everything Virtual. As usual, I'm joined by Ronnie. Ronnie, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, things are still good for me. Things are still actually kind of up in the air. My computer is still in a box somewhere in the basement. Uh, as I'm still <laughs> in the middle of a move, but uh, and I'm going to be kind of in limbo until, uh, I want to say maybe early to mid-September is uh, when our lease... Oof next lease begins but you know the the quest has been my savior um because i am putting in a lot of time on that headset and it's just great i mean this is exactly where we wanted vr to be so it's awesome to have something that is completely uh well obviously tetherless but also completely completely computerless so i'm able to yep. kind of just play it wherever i can wherever i need to and uh i'm really enjoying it and i know you got quite a few updates on what's been happening for you with the valve index so i figure yep. um we can just jump straight into it. I this is so thank you all for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. I think this is going to be more of a just kind of catch up episode. There's a there's been a lot happening. Uh, I've I've been out of town. Ronnie's been out of town. Uh, Damon as well. So right now we just want to kind of see where we're at. Talk about some news items. Talk about some of the games we've played and just use that as a hodgepodge of uh, of content for what we're what we're talking about today. So is that cool with you, Ronnie? Yeah, no, that sounds great. And yeah, I mean, I guess just to kick it off as far as like my my summer and VR, uh, yeah, it's been kind of a little bit of the same story. I've been traveling a lot back and forth between home and, and in-laws and places and that kind of thing. So I've been using the Quest a lot. Like I, I knew I was going to use it a lot because I, I tend to travel quite a bit. But man, like you're totally right in terms of if you're really into VR and you're you're not always able to be at home. The quest is really a godsend because uh, now all of a sudden I can really I can be immersed in the games that I get to play no matter where I am. So it's been huge. And obviously when I'm back at home, I take every advantage I can to spend some time with the index, and that's been great. But yeah, like having ha- like I mean I really do feel like like there's like all of the 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 first gen headsets in a way for for me at least have been replaced by something that either is a an upgrade on my experience or an upgrade on on where I'm able to play VR which is really cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I I was excited about it when it came out. Obviously, it's been out for a while now and it's uh it's exactly what I was hoping for. You know, there's it's it's ex- I don't how do I describe the fact that it is like it's just super cool that I can set it up anywhere. You know what I mean? Like it, that yeah. that fact has not gotten lost on me. Um, the, just the, sorry, not the fact, but the feature hasn't gotten lost on me because I'm able to just set up the boundaries wherever you know I can move from room to room if people need to be somewhere. Um, yep. It's just it's just really really convenient. And now looking back on it, like I I'm looking forward to setting up my Vive. Uh, when when I get you know kind of the space for it and when we when we finally move in, but at the same time I'm just like wondering how will I be able to go back to go back to something that's completely tethered and where I have to use no, a computer to log it. You know what I mean? It's just yeah the the, the experience is going to be so jarring for me. Obviously I'm going to do it well one for the podcast, but two because there are still some experiences that you just can't get from um from the quest. But overall you know I, I'm. It's going to be really interesting for me to kind of go uh, and balance those back and forth. And I know you're you're doing that now, obviously, with the index, and we'll jump into yeah. your experience with the index. But since we're talking about the quest now, uh, it looks like there is an update coming. Uh, did you want to share more no, information on that? Yes. So the update actually is already oh, there. Already there. And yeah, it's, yeah, sorry. it's one of those things. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like if 
not everybody knows about it necessarily. Uh, you'll notice little small changes to the UI and that kind of thing. In the like, I, I one thing I noticed right away uh, was just how it kept prompting me at the bottom of the screen that I could click the Oculus button to bring up a menu, and I, I don't think it was doing that before. So I knew that okay, something like this must be from the update. And then, yeah, I was able to confirm that the update had, in fact, gone through. But um, I don't remember all of the details. I should probably pull up an article or something on on everything that was updated. But it was a pretty substantial update to the Oculus Quest's system. So I, I guess the first thing, and it's something that it came to the Rift S first and then and then came to the, the Quest afterwards, uh, Oculus really uh, made a big software uh they they tweaked their software to improve tracking with the uh, with 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 the with the uh, inside out tracking system on on the on the Rift S and the Quest. So they first did it on the Rift S just to kind of test things out, and really, I mean, my understanding was just all around all of those blind spots where you used to you know bring the controller up to your face and it would lose tracking or uh, you know the the headset not being able to remember where the controllers exactly were on kind of the extreme sides of the headset apparently now through software they were able to make that stuff a lot better and so i mean everybody was ranting and raving about how much better the tracking really was on the Rift S and how they couldn't wait for that to come to Quest, and now it's it's on the Quest. And I mean, I didn't have a ton of issues with tracking beforehand, but I, it definitely feels like it's even more responsive now. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to playing games like Creed and and other games where sometimes you are forced to kind of put the controllers into positions that it didn't love necessarily to see if it if it handles that kind of tracking better. But uh, that's one of the things that this new patch did that was. Like I said, people were really, really happy about the performance advantages that you that you got for free there. Um, and then, and then the other one that comes to mind right away, just as far as uh, another thing that they added, they added a, a, a three-off mode for like video watching in the dark. So for people that kind of know how the Oculus Quest tracking work works, it needs light in order to see. And so before. When, if there wasn't any light, it wasn't able to track your positional uh, data, and so it just wouldn't work. Uh, but there's certain things where you don't really need positional data. Like if you're watching Netflix, for example, you don't need to move around in the environment. You can just rotate your head around. And if that's the case, then really as long as the, the, that positional stuff is disabled, um, it shouldn't need any light to kind of figure out what you're looking at. And so they they added a three off mode to the headset, and my understanding is it just should automatically turn on um, in situations where the quest doesn't have enough light to track itself. So if you're in the bed or like you know just chilling and you want to watch a movie now, even if it's in the dark, you should be able to do that just fine. So it's it's a lot of all these little things that are being added to the quest through updates and whatnot that. Are pretty impressive, and it makes the headset, you know, that much better. I think for people that are really, really using it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm I'm on board with it. For me, the tracking is a huge part because I have noticed some issues here and there. But I I think I even mentioned it on a previous episode that I, without even knowing that that fact that it needed light, um, 
in order to to do tracking, which seems super obvious now. But uh, there was a noticeable difference from when I would play, you know, at night with lights off or, you know, just kind of having like ambient light from outside come in versus when uh, I would play during the daytime or when I had all the lights on. So it's good to see that they are are improving the tracking overall and now they're adding in that other feature. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. So like, like I said, I, I I wasn't having a ton of issues with the tracking before, but from everything that I've heard, like people's responses have been really, really positive as in like, it really makes a big difference. So I, I'd be curious, like in lower light situation, like, I don't know exactly what the tweaks were to improve the tracking itself. I just know that people are saying it performs noticeably better than before, which is really cool. And then, yeah, that new mode for people that just want to watch content, like now this essentially makes it so like the, the Oculus go could do that stuff before. So it was one of those things like, man, why didn't they add this to the quest? Because <laughs> it's almost like a no-brainer feature that needed to be added yeah, before. Yeah. Exactly. But they but they added it. So they're definitely listening and they're definitely trying to improve the experience. So that's that's a really positive thing. Yeah. And what? We're we're only a couple of months out from the release. So uh, I mean, it's a good sign. I, I mean, we know Facebook has a lot of uh, manpower and uh, resources behind this. So it is good to see that they are are listening to what the community wants and kind of delivering on that as soon as they can. Yep. Cool, Matt. Well, let's let's actually transition uh, headsets. Now, this is something that I can't speak on since I don't have a Valve Index, but um, you do. And it sounds like you have a new one. So yeah. Uh, what, talk, talk me through your experience because I know it hasn't been a smooth ride for you, but it does sound like there is uh, an awesome resolution and that the uh, the Valve kind of customer service team has been great for you so far. Yeah, so just to give you kind of a, a brief overview, and I've been thinking about recording solo episodes to document some of this stuff as it was happening, and it just I think that would be awesome. Out. I think a lot of people get a lot out of a lot out of that. Yeah. So, so, but I mean, but this is, yeah, just, just talking about kind of how everything went down, um, I think is a good, is a good thing. Um, basically, yeah, I around, so I'm not sure now if it, if the two week period after you purchase it is just the time period in which you can get a refund if you need one or not. Um, and if, cause I, I assume if you have issues, they'll RMA after the two weeks, but regardless, um, I knew that the two, like I had purchased the index as a first wave buyer. And so I received it on launch day on, on June 28th or whatever. And so I was nearing the, the two week mark and I knew that at, to some extent it might be a little bit harder to, if I needed to get a refund or whatever, if I had any issues with it after that two week period. So I started kind of looking into more seriously, if there were any issues with my, with my index. And it, it was something that was kind of subtle because, um, you really only noticed it in dark scenes where everything was kind of black or very dark colors. And there would just be like one pixel kind of in the center of the left screen's vision that was, that was bright green. And, and like I said, and once I realized that it was happening in dark scenes, then I could kind of point anytime I loaded up something dark, I could immediately see it. Um, but at first it was one of those things, depending on what I was playing. Like if you play something that's super bright, it just never, you it would it would work fine and you wouldn't see it. So it was one of those things like especially playing Beat Saber and looking at getting at the loading screens. I would just every now and then I would notice, huh? What, what's that spec? Is it like a dust or is it? Do I need to clean off the the lenses? Oh well, I'll just play. And then 
you know, maybe the next title I'd play is bright and it, it wouldn't pop up. But and once I realized, okay, this is something to watch out for, then yeah, it was pretty clear to me there was like a dead pixel. So I debated, you know, whether I should do anything about it. But then kind of what added to the pixel issue was, and, and people out there that follow this stuff, especially like on the Valve Index Reddit uh, Reddit sub, uh, will know there's like there's a lot of issues with the, the, the joysticks on the index controllers right now. So... You know, some people say it's not a big issue. Other people say say it is. Uh, the The basic issue here is that the the joysticks, when you click them, like the little the center click, um, if you they it 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 functions normally when you just click it down from the center. But if you have it pushed in a certain direction and then want to press the click, it doesn't always work. And for some people, it just doesn't register the click. For other people, it doesn't register the actual like input itself. So if you're trying, like if you're playing a game like Pavlov, for example, was a an early one, and they've since kind of patched the game to behave a little bit differently. But there were certain games like that, or Arizona Sunshine, mostly first person, or most mostly uh, shooter games, um, where you would have to click the the joystick in when you're running forward to to actually sprint, and so a lot of times in those kind of games, it was just really hard. Like it either wouldn't work or you'd have to push down the stick with a ton of pressure to get it to, to yeah, that to just seems really to get the input. Yeah. And so, and I mean, clearly it's in my opinion, I mean, it seems like if you get to try, if you try it, once you, you are on the lookout for these kinds of issues and you're playing the right games and it's super noticeable. It's not something like, like, and if you go back to other joysticks, like you use the sticks on the quest controllers, for example, or sticks on just like a normal Xbox uh, one or PlayStation four controller, like they don't have those issues. Like they just click like normal, no matter where you're pointing the, the stick. So clearly something is weird with this design on the stick. It's messed up, but Valve claims that it's not that it was designed that way, and really the only the only reason, like you know, basically if it doesn't register the press, then yeah, there's a problem. But just because you don't feel the click doesn't mean there is necessarily a problem. Is is their stance? Which, and eh, it seems kind of, I'm not sure about that. But regardless, I was having that issue with my controller, and on top of that. Uh, the touch capacity, like the capacitive touch, kind of the like the index the index controller obviously tracks your fingers, and one of the things is when you touch the controller, it can kind of sense where your fingers are. And in addition to my left joystick being kind of messed up, it stopped registering that that touch. So all those like once I knew I had both controller issues and the dead pixel on the screen, it was kind of a no brainer for me to try to get an RMA. And so I submitted the RMA, I think, like on the Thursday or Friday before the two-week deadline. And I didn't hear from Valve that weekend. But shortly after, it was either Monday or Tuesday the following week, I got a response. And they you know, apologized for taking so long. And, and literally after that, mes- that message, the initial message I, I received from them uh, basically told me that you know, gave me a list of things to check with the headset to see if I could get rid of the dead pixel. Like if maybe it was an issue with the the wire or if there was maybe like a, you know, like they had released some updates to Steam VR. Maybe if I was on the, using one of the beta versions, it would fix the problem. 
Um, so they gave me a list of those things to run, and they said if if this doesn't resolve it, you know, we can always RMA. And then, and initially, they were going to first resolve the headset issue and then deal with the the controller issue. But I mean, I I tried everything with the headset, and it definitely wasn't going away. And at that point, I knew it was probably just a dead pixel that needed to be replaced. And I asked them, you know, is there any way? Like, I use my my index for you know for coverage for the podcast, and you know, would really like to have it replaced as soon as possible. Is there any way that we could just do the return on both at the same time? And without even responding to me, they just they just issued me the RMA for both. So I was able to send it send in the the headset and the controllers. And I didn't advance ship. I didn't ask them to advance ship the headset or anything like that. But it really didn't matter because I'm so close to uh, close to where they ship out from in Illinois, anyways. So they, I mean, literally I shipped out the valve, the index, uh, that following Friday, I believe. So like when they got back to me on Tuesday, by the time we were ready to do the RMA, I think it was, you know, Thursday or or Friday, I sent, I mailed out my index and the controllers in a, in one box to them. And by the next, uh, Tuesday morning, I had I received a brand new index and and controllers, so literally just like it was like a, it was like that it was like ba- more or less like a weekend and a day turnaround. So like wow, yeah. like three days, and I had a brand new index every and and I I took it out and the there's definitely nothing wrong with the screen now. Like the the, the new screen on on my new headset doesn't have that spot anymore. So so that's great. And then the controllers, like the sticks still function kind of as I was expecting. Like it is, there is still an issue with how they've made these, these joysticks in my opinion, but at least the, the capacitive touch aspect of it works and nothing's broken on the controller. It's just, you know, manufactured the way they intended them to. So I'm comfortable with that because I know that, you know, valve is going to like, people aren't going to, uh, they're not going to develop games knowing that everybody out there with indexes aren't able to use that feature. So as long as my controller isn't broken, I'm comfortable with using like an unbroken uh, controller for now. And then if valve hopefully does something in the future to kind of better remedy the joystick situation, that'd be great. But so that's, that's kind of where I'm with that. Impressed with their, with their customer service. Uh, I know not everybody has the same experience. Like it depends, I think on kind of who you get and how you explain your, your problem. But I mean, I think that goes with any company that you're, that you're talking to. It's not always going to be a, a, a seamless or like, you know, one-to-one experience, but um, yeah, my, my process was great. And yeah, I mean, the only thing I noticed when getting my second index is it's kind of interesting. Some little things on the new index feel a little different than the old one. And I, I only had that one for a couple of weeks, but I thought that was kind of weird slash interesting because like one of the issues I had with my first index was I thought the, like after a while, uh, I thought that the, um, that the cord for the headset was kind of sticking to itself a lot. Like whatever coating they put on the outside of the cord, yeah, like yeah. it, like at first it, it, it seemed really good when I first tried it, but after a few days, it I, I started noticing. Oh yeah, it's kind of it's kind of sticking, 
And the second, like the on the second headset, it almost feels like it has a different coating on the outside of the cord. So it's not it's not sticking like it like my first one was. So that that's a little bit strange because you'd expect them to all be the same, you know? Like it clearly yeah. feels different to me. So I like, mean, they might be making like incremental improvements here and there, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's small. Like it's literally like a coating or something on the on the on the wire. Like that slightly, slightly, slightly feels different. Yeah. So, but I'm happy with it, and and then uh and then yeah, and I I got a couple new uh, face mask thing, like the the face gaskets for it. So when people come over, I can kind of swap them out, and that all shipped and everything. So yeah, that's been my experience, and I mean. It's so much clearer and more comfortable, and I mean, I love my index. Really, the the only thing that sucks is the fact that it's not wireless and it has to be connected to the PC, like you said. It getting used to the flexibility of the Quest, man. I wish I could play index quality VR on the go. That would be incredible. But we're obviously a far far ways from there. But um, well, hopefully, not as far. <laughs> no, I, I mean honestly. Better. No, the Quest is like, I mean, literally, it's better quality VR than what we had, you know, two or three years ago, even yeah, on connected yeah. to the PC. So, no, it, it'll be here sooner sooner rather than later for sure. But it would be awesome to have something that was portable that could play my Steam library. Yeah. Because that's a mm-hmm. man, like, there's, we have so many titles. Like, at this point, if you've been invested into VR for the first generation, there's so many awesome titles that are out there. And that's still not, play well. That's still play well exactly. a couple years in. No, yeah. They they play great. So it's one of those things like with the quest, it's different hardware. Like not only do you have to worry about Oculus, you know, allowing your game to come to their store or not, but it's also it's it's you know, mobile, uh it's a mobile chipset. It has a completely different, you know, uh like coding system. Like, I mean, you're basically porting it to Android and that's going to take a lot of work. Not most of these developers aren't going to be able to bring their games over to a different platform. But if if somehow we could, you know, get all these things working well yeah. on, on the on the Quest or on a portable device, that'd be amazing. So well, we'll get there, man. Uh, I mean, yeah. in in the meantime, though, I think they're doing a good job keeping us entertained. <laughs> keeping oh, us busy. they definitely are. So. So, but, well, so I'm, yeah, I'm and, glad that you had a good experience. Oh, on, oh go on ahead. On that note, on that note, I am interested in trying. Like, I sideload stuff on my Quest, mm-hmm. and I'm interested in trying like Steam VR streaming to it. Like, I've heard mixed things about it, but yeah, yeah. maybe in some games it would work well. I don't know. So, well, if you do, uh, definitely let me know how that that works because that would be something I'm interested in too. For sure. But well, okay. So while we're while we're well, I guess we switched to the, the Oculus Quest now. But while we were on the topic <laughs> of the Valve Index, uh, there is something that you wanted to mention about the virtual link cable. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So on that, I mean, I hadn't ordered one, so it's not like a big deal to me. But I definitely thought it was worth mentioning. So uh, one of the things that you could order that wasn't ready at launch, but that they were going to be you know releasing shortly after uh, for the Valve Index is the virtual link adapter so for those who don't know virtual link was is is basically a a like a vr specific port that was developed that is supposed to make it easier to connect headsets to your computer and really they're only found on like high-end gpus so i i'm trying to think if they're on anything other than the nvidia's rtx cards i don't i'm not i don't think that they are 
like just basically the the 20 series the, the latest nvidia cards have this port and it's basically just a like a, a usb uh type c port but it handles all of the data that your computer needs plus the power so you don't need to have a usb and a display port and a power cord hooked up to your headset now it, you know if you're able to use virtual link you just have one connection to your computer from the headset and everything's supposed to just work so anyways I, i'm pretty sure that that you can use um virtual link for like the rift s uh for example and i'm not sure if any of the other headsets have any kind of adapters out that actually function properly or not but um but anyways valve had you know for for something like 20 or 30 bucks you could buy a dongle that would allow you to use that port and uh and and i think particularly some laptops i think have that port and and so so certain people were you know excited about being able to use hook up the the index using virtual link but unfortunately valve uh canceled that product so before it released people that had pre-ordered it got a message from Valve explaining that they're sorry, but more or less, you know, the the virtual link uh, adapter wasn't didn't work consistently enough, or there were some quality issues with how it displayed that they didn't feel comfortable releasing it. So in addition to canceling it, they gave everyone who had pre-ordered it uh, like a $20 uh, just like freebie gift in their Steam wallet. So if you pre-ordered it, you get twenty bucks, and you know you obviously you get your money back for the for the device, but you get an additional twenty bucks in Steam credit that you can use for anything. So, I mean, I, I think overall, I mean, props to them for not releasing a product that would cause problems because that would would have been terrible. It kind of sucks for people that you know may have bought an index thinking that or yeah that had to maybe use the the virtual link like if you had a laptop or something that literally didn't have the other ports um i, I would imagine that's a, a small case scenario if any but uh for those people it's a bummer but I, I would imagine given my experience with valve's rma process that it would probably be easy to replace or to, to get a refund on on the index uh, if that's your situation so um but, but you props, know e even yeah. in that case it's like for those folks they don't want to return the the index they they, no. they, they want to use it and I, I can understand if there's a lot of frustration out there even if it is for for minority of the folks but um yeah, yeah i mean like you said for for valve at least I, I feel like they're trying to uh to at least go a little bit out of their way to to make sure that customers and, yeah. and people are happy. no and, and and that like their handling of this seems better to me than like the their handling of the stick situation so far because yeah like i mean i don't think like with the stick situation it's one of those things like they're quick to to rma things when it's broken um but with the design of the stick i think something is clearly like it's not consistent across the board some of them don't click some of them click some of them don't register some of them register the the but like the the press um and I think that inconsistency shows that there's some kind of a design flaw in the sticks. I would have much rather had them kind of own up to it and then and then do some kind. Maybe they're going to do that once they kind of look into it more. But so far, their response on that has been more or less, no, that's the way it's designed. 
And that, so like, you know, obviously that happened, the stick issue kind of probably hit them by surprise and happened before all this. So maybe they've learned from that and that's why they handled the, the virtual link adapter the way they did. I don't know. Um, but I, yeah, I'd like them to be transparent about the stick situation because it, it seems like kind of a weird one. And like I said, I mean, it, it might be one of those things that they just think it's a niche thing and that they're going to deal with it software in software ways and not, I don't know. I think we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out more long-term, but, um, but yeah, it's interesting just to see the contrast between the two situations. And I mean, these are some things I guess people should know about the, the, the index because it is one of those, it's, it's very much like contrary to my, my experience with the quest. I mean, the index is very much still feels like, you know, it's, it's, you're on the experimental side of things like this is new and cutting edge. And so there's some rough edges on some of the, the product, whereas the quest is just so polished. And so, so I, I think it, it kind of more solidifies my opinion that, uh, Oculus products right now are better to recommend for people that aren't super hardcore and already into VR and really products like the index are really just, I, I think they're best for people that are already super into this and they know that there's certain quality of life improvements that they'll get from it, like the, the comfort or the better sound or the better visuals. Like if you're that nitpicky and you really want to experience the best then the quest is the best. But if you are new to this stuff, you're going to get a, a more polished experience from Oculus is what it seems like right now. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've made this uh, analogy before and I'll make it again. Yeah. Facebook is really trying to be, in my opinion, the the kind of Apple of this space. Um, you know, their products just work and they may be limited. They may not have everything, all the bells and whistles, but their products work and it seems like, you know, they're they're very intent on creating an ecosystem of their own uh, for, you know, a lot of the content to, to thrive and survive there. So, I mean, I, I agree with you. I know this, this podcast started off as a vibe only podcast and we've definitely had our differences with Oculus along the way, or at least had our, our criticisms of Oculus. But in my opinion, they've, they've definitely turned it around with the second generation of headsets. And that's, uh, I mean, that's good to see what we wanted yeah. was competition. We wanted, we want these companies to, to try to be one upping each other because at the end of the day, that brings out the best in the technology and, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy with my quest, and it sounds like you know, folks, folks. Actually, I mean, I I would be in the same boat as you uh, if I had uh, an index, but it's one of those things where like you know, there's going to be a specific group of people that will enjoy kind of that grinding through the 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 not the quest, but grinding through all the issues and kinks and stuff like that with the index and any other future headsets. And I think at the end of the day, those are still just the the early adopters that are trying to see where this the the far, far edges of the technology can go. Although yeah. at this point I would say that, you know, what the quest has done is actually in almost a different format, taking the technology to another level. Um, yeah. In, in 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 different aspects, it has done that. But you know, I think people still look at the uh, at the index as probably the the highest premium headset that's out there right now. You know, interestingly, and, and we didn't mention this like in our discussion of what we we're going to talk about, but I actually think kind of how the the Oculus stuff with the Quest and the Rift S and how the Valve Index stuff has shaken out. 
that HTC is in a really interesting position with their Cosmos, with the, with the HTC Vive Cosmos, because I I mean I'm kind of worried that it might be too little, too late with them because they've taken so long to release all the specs, and we still don't exactly know when it's going to be coming out. But I mean, it sounds like the HTC Vive Cosmos could be kind of somewhere in the middle, like it it. It has standard controllers, kind of more similar to the Quest and the Rift S, but it ha- and it has inside-out tracking like those devices, so it doesn't need outside sensors. But then, you know, it it um, it obviously works with Steam VR. I know Oculus, the Rift S does as well, but um, it it has higher higher resolution, and in some ways, like could be more. Uh, you know, premium feeling like the index at potentially a cheaper price. And so I think it's going to depend on really what the price is of that device and whether it has any kind of special extra features uh, that you can't find on the other on the other headsets. Like if it has really good uh, support for the wireless adapter or if it, uh, you know, you're able to more seamlessly stream to the device uh, similar to what people are kind of forced to sideload on the quest, like it would be inter- It's just interesting to see how that's going to shake out, and and that that's the one frustrating thing I I feel about HTC. And I don't know if this is if they just are so reactionary that they don't want to announce announce. Like maybe they're they're really taking notes on what's going on with these other devices and kind of making last minute changes to the device, and maybe that's what's holding them back. But they keep on releasing these trailers that supposedly are going to unveil more information about the cosmos. And then there's just like more pictures and video <laughs> of like the same stuff we already know. And it's like too much of a tease. We want some actual information. Yeah. So like, I mean, I'm just being honest. Like, I think I was not that excited about the cosmos. Um, when, when we initially had heard, you know, everything about the quest coming, the rift S coming, then the index coming. And like, obviously I, I pulled the trigger on, on all those things, but like the more I'm looking at, I mean, if, I mean, yeah, for, for someone that's interested in a premium quality device and they just, and, and they don't want to have to deal with sensors and perhaps, you know, they don't love Oculus or Facebook, but they don't want to have to deal with the hassles of, of the index. Maybe HG, maybe the cosmos could be that middle ground. That doesn't have so, but but again, we don't know what what that price point is going to be, and we also don't know. I mean, we, everyone's heard horror stories about their support and everything, but at the same time, if if they're playing kind of more conservative in terms of the device's um, design, and it's just using higher quality displays and 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 optics and that sort of thing, like it could be the best of both worlds. It could be you know, a better experience than the Rift S while also not as buggy and, and some inconsistent as the valve index. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Well, I mean, well, there's, I guess there's no point in speculating until we have more information from them. But the only thing that I will say is that, um, HCC has shocked the world before by coming out with something that I don't think people expected. So, uh, you know, let's let's see what they do. I, like you said, they're in an interesting position now where they see, um, you know, Valve and Oculus have come out with their headsets that are 
probably going to be the headsets that they continue to push for at least, I want to say, 18 months to two years if we're looking at a similar cycle, probably even three yeah. years if we're looking at the cycle that just happened. So, so you know, if they're playing it close to the chest and they want to see where they can fit into the market, where their product can kind of, what where you know, in terms of what demographics they can kind of own with the, the Cosmos, I mean, that's fine. Take your time. It's one of those things. It's just like, if just don't be, don't, if you're going to be late, make sure it's worth it, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. So cool, man. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's jump into some of the stuff we've been playing. Uh, I, well, we'll start off with a couple games that we have not actually played yet, but just wanted to kind of announce on the show as, uh, things to keep an eye on. I think the first one that we were talking about was the Vertigo 2 demo, which, yep. uh, which we haven't had a chance to play yet, but we'll just get been out of town to too soon. much. That's... Yeah. Yeah. And then you also mentioned that there's a uh, No Man's Sky update coming, which will offer yeah. a VR option that I know people are kind of really thrilled about. So I, so I think it's technically called No... Like, I think the, the update is called No Man's Sky Beyond. So No Man's Sky is a game that's been out on consoles and PC for... And I'm trying to think of when... If it was 2017? I don't know. It's been out for a while. And there was all kinds of issues with that game. Like, it was super super hyped when it first came out and then it let people down in terms of what it actually let you do and then since then they've added a bunch of patches and apparently it's become a much much closer to what people were initially expecting um anyways uh something that got people super hyped was when they announced that sometime this summer they were going to be releasing a free update to the game that supported vr and i i know it's Definitely, I, I believe it's all PC platforms as well as the as PlayStation VR that the update's going to work for. And uh, first impressions, we haven't, me and you haven't had a chance to play it yet. Uh, but first impressions from a couple of other people I've heard is just like glowing things that it's it's really well done VR and that it really really adds to the game. Because uh, I mean, for those who don't know, like No Man's Sky is a set. You're essentially uh, like you're in space. And I, see, I don't really remember exactly. I had bought it when it first came out. Um, and I mean, the pitch kind of was that you could just explore this infinite universe. And you could literally, I mean, you would start on a planet and you would collect resources and do what you need to do to get off that planet. And then once you're, once you're off the planet, you can travel anywhere. And, and literally, it's like a seamless, like, you you're flying your spacecraft and you literally like go through the atmosphere of the planet and eventually land on the planet. Like it isn't a loading screen or anything like that. Like you literally take off, fly up into the air and keep flying, keep flying, keep flying. And now you're in space. And now you're like, so it's, there's no loading screens. You're just going from planet to planet in a procedurally generated, but like infinitely, you know, expanded universe. And that's just that concept sounds really, really cool, especially in VR. So um, people have just said amazing things about it. And uh, they just, you know, a few days ago, I believe, announced that the VR update is going to be coming on August 14th, which is, you know, uh, at just the time of this the corner, recording. Yeah. yeah, just about 10 days away. So uh, for those who haven't yet uh, picked up No Man's Sky, look into getting it. Um because it it sounds like it's going to be a really amazing VR experience. 
Yeah, man. I mean, I from what I've seen, I'm really excited. I I haven't played the original or the non VR version, but um, in our our kind of pre episode or pre recording discussion, I had a chance to check it out, and I mean, it's the I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's actually kind of crazy to me and so cool that there's like all these experiences and so much stuff popping out that it's it, what we've talked about before, where it's just kind of difficult to keep up with, and it's amazing that I will have to find time to uh, to get this yep. and play it as well. No, I I agree. It's there. It it's so far VR has kind of had its, its ups and downs in terms of content. Like I feel like every now and then I feel like ah, oh, there's not much coming out, and then all of a sudden you'll have moments like this where it's just like there's so much coming out and, yeah. and really such big titles that it's hard to even keep up and play with everything. So uh, definitely it's it's exciting, and I, I think this holiday season in particular. Like the end of 2019 and early 2020, I think is going to be a big time for VR software because, uh, you know, these last two or three months have been a really big time for hardware. Mm-hmm. And obviously there'll be more sales of the Quest and the Rift S and even the Index uh, in the coming months. But I think I think we've passed kind of the, the biggest, you know, hardware time. Like now everybody has the headsets and more people are going to pick them up, but we kind of know what the hardware landscape is going to look like for a while. So now I think yeah. it's going to be it's going to be developers releasing really cool VR experiences to take advantage of of all the new hardware that's out there. So yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I'm excited for the holidays just in the sense that there's there's always there always seems to be a lot of movement in terms of. Uh, well, obviously sales is a big part of it, but I mean, even, even the last couple of years, I feel like there's always been either new games, new content, it's just something to kind of take advantage of the fact that people are spending money on, on games and, and technology and things like that. So uh, I'm excited. I mean, I guess the holiday, it's just the holidays, right? So there's a lot yeah. to get excited about, but being I did, in VR I just specifically. Hope, I just hope we get a, a major VR title that really catches everyone's attention that's new, like kind of what Beat Saber did before. Because I know there's still not a ton, like there's still so many people out there that haven't played Beat Saber. I just hope that's not like the only title that gets all the spotlight this coming holiday. Like I hope there's, <laughs> yeah. I hope there's something because for us, like for so many people out there, it's brand new and it's so exciting and everything. But like for us, we've been playing it for a long time already. So I want, I want something new that kind of like maybe, maybe whatever Valve's working on. Will kind of hit that itch if they if it gets announced slash released by the end of the year. That that could do it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, well, wrap this up in the sense of let's let's kind of just talk about what we've been playing. Um, sure. We can do we can do fuller episodes where we do more of a game talk or a game review uh, as we've done in the past. But just to kind of keep people updated with what you know experiences have been keeping us busy. Um, for me, like I said, I since I'm not playing the the Vive, I've been spending most of my time on the Quest, and really the only game that um, that I've really got to sink my teeth into and it's not even a game but i'm using it now as a as a workout routine is the box vr uh mm-hmm. for for the quest and I'm, I'm loving it man i mean there's it's not it, it doesn't have the same fluidness uh when it, like if i'm comparing it to beat saber or something like that or mm-hmm. even uh even audio shield if we're gonna go way way back um mm-hmm. but i think that's also the fact that you know it's a it's a boxing game so i have to like 
time my punches very, very accurately. Uh, mm. And so I'm, I've obviously gotten better at it as I got along, but it, I did notice that there was somewhat of a learning curve in terms of like the timing. But overall, I, I you know, I'm, I'm in it for a couple minutes or I do a, a little bit of a routine and I am, I'm sweating, dude. It's, it's, it's great. And uh, I mean, it counts your calories. It does all these things. And I mean, whatever, that's, that, that's all just kind of like a, a vanity metric there for me. I just, I like it cause it feels good. If it, it, it gamifies the, uh, the active and exercise portion of, of what I want to do. Um, and obviously it's, it's boxing, which, uh, is always fun. I feel like people yeah. are really into boxing training right now. So it's just, I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's, it's probably where I've spent the most of my time, uh, recently. So just want to mention that for anybody else who's tried it, would love to hear your experience. And if you haven't, uh, it's definitely something worth checking out. Um, even if, even if you're looking at it as just a game, but they, they've set it up to be almost like a virtual trainer because you put your info in there, you can go and they have a bunch of different lessons, uh, and a bunch of different, uh, workouts. So I, the, the, the only thing that I can really compare it to is, um, are you familiar with Peloton? I think that's how yeah, you're saying it, but like little bit, Peloton bikes. Uh, but yeah. I mean, you jump on there and you can pick like any workout you want and it'll have, you know, it'll have them sorted by, by length, by, uh, intensity and a bunch of other, um, metrics. This mm-hmm. is something similar. Obviously, they don't have the 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 insanely large library of content, but uh, there's there's quite a bit there. And I mean, even mm. even going through things like I, I've done repeats, and it doesn't feel like I'm getting bored. So you okay. know, uh, for the most part, I, I've really enjoyed it. I'm trying to use it as a way to just kind of stay active, use burn off some some calories uh, while doing VR, and uh, I've enjoyed it for the last couple of weeks. It's been what I've been, what I have been playing. So. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I need to. I actually need to find something more for like cardio workouts because my, uh, like I've been lifting weights, but I haven't been able to run because of a foot injury. So that actually sounds oh, this, like something I should try. This might be right up your alley. Yeah, I mean, if you're good with standing and planting yeah. your feet, but yeah, I mean, it's yep. uh, it's de- it's definitely worth giving a try. Very cool. No, that's exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, on my on my end, I. I have had more time with my quest lately just because I have been in and out of town and I was down a few days when I was doing the RMA with the index. Um, when I was at home, I had a chance to play a couple of games on the index, uh, free diver Triton down by the folks at Archiac. It That's an amazing game. I got to play for a little while. Uh, super, super atmospheric. Uh, for those who don't know about it, it's a very cinematic story-driven type experience uh, where you're essentially uh, having to save uh, like, I mean, the the situation is really there's uh, like a a large cruise ship that's sinking and you kind of have to, you know, you kind of have to, you know, go in there and kind of, you know, address the situation. So really, I mean, just from a gameplay perspective, I mean, you have to, you have to swim. You have to to move your arms in order to move through the environment. And a lot of times, it, it's a very claustrophobic at times experience because you have to go up to breathe for water. I mean, breathe breathe for air since you're in the water. <laughs> yeah. And 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 so like you're like you never feel like you can just you know sit there and relax. You're always kind of on the move and. And, and it's it really feels like you're in kind of a high pressure situation and the graphics are amazing and the storytelling is really good just all around a really really awesome game so if that sounds like something you're you want to try there's I've honestly never played anything quite like it um, in VR so I'm always 
I'm always excited to play those kind of experiences. And uh, I guess on the flip side of that, because it's, I want to get back to another index game that I've been playing, um, but I think it makes sense in this context. Um, yeah, kind of the opposite of free diver for me in terms of how I feel when I'm playing it uh, is Fuji. And that's a game where, I mean, check out our last episode where I interviewed uh, Eddie from, from uh, Funktronic Labs, who's the developer of, the, of, of Fuji. It's available on Steam VR, so you can obviously play it on the Index or any of the, the wired, uh, the wired uh, PC platforms. But I've been playing it mostly on my Quest since I've been out of town. And man, what a cool game because... It like I said, it's the kind of the opposite for me of Freediver, whereas Freediver is kind of a stressful, intense situation that is super cool and immersive. Fuji is a super relaxing, almost you know, just calming and at, calming atmospheric type of game, and a completely you know, like like a polar opposite in, in some ways. And so that game has like I mean. The, the presence that I feel in, in Fuji is, is up there with the best of VR titles. And there's just something super calming about walking around in these very organic, uh, fluid, like plant-filled environments and just figuring out how to collect as many seeds and, and different uh, orbs that I can to go and then get back to my, to my home base and plant the seeds and grow some, 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 some plants. And it's just a, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but super, super cool game. And especially if you're into something that kind of just makes you feel good, uh, I can get lost in that game and really like have gotten lost in that game like numerous times. So, so that's something cool. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, the only other thing I wanted to mention briefly, uh, just because I think this game was quite a bit better than their last game and and i think shows the potential for vr titles like this is uh the promotional free demo that came out for uh spider-man far from home so for those listeners or people that you know have had these headsets for a while might remember uh there was a vr experience that came out for spider-man far from home a while back uh for spider-man homecoming i think that was two homecoming that's Mm -hmm. that's what i meant homecoming so for, so yeah, for Spider-Man Homecoming, they released this kind of short little you know, VR experience. And it was neat, but it didn't really feel super like Spider-Man. I mean, you got to shoot webs and that kind of thing, but there was no swinging. And it was very limited in terms of what it allowed you to do. But I think, I think the general, like, I mean, it was still cool to kind of, you know, deal with that, inv- like, you know, feel like you're in the Spider-Man or, or MCU universe, uh, MCU in the in that game but at the same time you know it could be a lot better well far from home is not perfect it's kind of janky but you can finally swing around fully in the game and there's even like a boss battle and like as as buggy and kind of in some sometimes like kind of just like you know cheap feeling as it as it is at times I got the sense that I was Spider-Man when I was playing it. Like it, swinging was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed. I don't know. There was just something awesome about it. And I, I kind of wish, like when I was playing it, I was like, yes, finally. I kind of feel like a superhero. If only this game had the quality of a game like, like, uh, like I'm, I'm trying to think of like what I would compare. Something that really has like 
amazing uh, traversal like Jet Island or Windlands or something. Um, those games, like if someone that really knew what they were doing made an awesome VR game around like a Marvel license or, or DC or like any of the superheroes, it would be so cool. And so I'm kind of jealous of, of um, PlayStation VR owners because there's an Iron Man game that's being worked on for PlayStation VR, which sounds like it could be potentially really cool. Um, but yeah, just playing this, this far from home experience that's free. So I recommend anybody with a, with, with a PC VR headset, just go download it just to check it out. Um, if you're really into this, into superheroes and, and Marvel, it, it's definitely worth checking out. Even though, like I said, be forewarned, it's not like an amazing top tier level VR experience <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. Like it, it's still, it's still not the best, but like it, I mean, I, I, it's worth mentioning because it made me feel good when I was playing it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, that's something I definitely want to get back to once, uh, once my vibe is set up because I mean, I, I, you, I think you're describing the Spider-Man Homecoming uh, demo accurately, but I, I still enjoyed it. I, I thought it was nice. Yeah. Maybe it's the fact that it's just a free demo that they give out. So it was just exactly. cool to have some of the different elements of like shooting a web slinger and then like pulling a, uh, something off the wall, or you know what I mean. Like they, yeah. they were they, they just kind of introduced these little concepts. Uh, so I'm excited to see how they built upon that. But in the, in the same vein of what you're, you're talking about, like. At the end of the day, what we what we really want is the full experience, right? Like, give us a game where we're fighting, um, you know, the biggest Spider-Man villains, and we're swinging through the streets of New York. Like, that's yeah, that's what we want. And uh, you know, in the meantime, like, if I, I don't want to, I I would never pay for any of these demos, so I'm glad that they're giving them for free. But yeah. um, you know, if this is uh, if these are the building blocks to what will eventually become a Spider-Man game at some point, then I am excited for that. I just hope they. Uh, they do it sooner rather than later and, and can get it the way that everybody wants, which I know that's yeah. an impossible task, right? But you know, <laughs> what, Hey, uh, hire some can, of these, some we, of these indie developers yes. to, to take a crack at it because they make such awesome games. Like that's the thing. I want somebody that knows good VR gameplay to, to make a game using one of these properties. That's what I, that's what I want. Yes. I don't want someone like, like I felt like the, there was a, there's a Marvel game on in the Oculus store. I'm forgetting exactly what it's called. I have it. It's kind of cool in some aspects, but at the end of the day, it feels generic and not the best VR experience. Like I want, there are tons of really talented people out there in V in the VR space. Like I want more of those people uh, to be given opportunities to kind of take some of their, you know, wackier uh, implementations and ideas and apply the, them to these, to these franchises. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good news is we are starting to see some of that behind the scenes and I, I'm not going to get into specifics obviously, but sure. I think, I think that there are, there are some really cool things happening in this space as we see content uh, get licensed out to some of the developers that we've been talking to. So, um, you know, hopefully that trend will continue as the VR space continues to grow. And um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited overall. You know, that for me, this is, it's just such a weird limbo period. So I, I feel like I'm really getting to know my quest, but um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm excited for uh, any and all VR content that comes out. Yeah, no, same here. Like, I, I wish I had more time this summer to play more VR games, especially since I've been away from home. So I've, like, when I'm away from home, the quest, like I said, is a lifesaver. But at the same time, it's limiting in terms of there's so many PC VR titles 
that I wish I could play on my quest that I just don't have access to yeah. while I'm away. So like, so, so on one hand, yeah, I wish I had more time to play VR. On the other hand, it's never been easier to get into VR. And finally, like I, I have this summer and this past year have been, just been getting really comfortable with VR to the point where like when I do have time to play games, I usually prefer VR over traditional 2d games right now. So like that might well, just be a fad for me, but that's a good sign. Well, we I, I would say that we are uh, to a very very far side of the spectrum when it comes to the yeah. VR thing. But no, at the end of the day, like you know, it 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 definitely is getting easier and more convenient to play. Yep, agreed. So. All right, cool, man. Well, we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. You know, hit us up. Let us know on Twitter, through email. Uh, we will, you know, I'll, I'm sorry, through Twitter, email. Let us know what you guys are playing. If you have any recommendations on things we should check out. But uh, like I said, we just wanted to do a little bit of a recap uh, on where things are at for us. But we will continue to play games. We will continue to try out new experiences and report back to you. So until then, Ronnie, take care. And for everybody listening, we will talk to you again very, very soon.